This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. is up guys welcome back to the podcast welcome back to unwinding how are we doing i hope you guys are having a beautiful week i am so excited for this episode before we get into it i have four little quick updates for you okay so uh, the first one is a bitch is on tiktok okay and i'm like really having a lot of fun on it actually i never thought i would say that because for the longest time i just like couldn't figure it out like i didn't know what I wanted to share on there, how I wanted to show up on TikTok, you know, because I'm not a dancer unless I'm um, inebriated, in which case I'll do anything. Um, Yeah, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a singer. You know, homegirl does not have like that many talents. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm good at talking (laughs) Um, or so I like to think I am. And so that's what I've been doing. But honestly, it's been really fun. And yeah, so go follow me. I'm going to link my TikTok in the show notes. Um, it's been really fun and I'm having a good time. Okay. Number two, um, you guys need to get this book called one 101 essays that will change the way you think it is by Brianna West. I will also link it in the show notes, but I just ordered this because I saw it on whose story did I see it on? I saw it on a few people's stories and I was like, okay, sold this book. I haven't even finished it. Okay. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I literally got it like three days ago and I have been having such a hard time putting this book down. It is just, it's just my kind of book. It's so real. It's so honest. I love the layout of it. Um, just trust me on this one. You guys will love it. If you're, you know, if you like anything like if, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? If you're, if, if, (laughs) I just think you'll really enjoy it, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so that's number two. I really wanted to shout that book out because I'm just obsessed with it and I know I'm gonna love it and like go back to it. It's like that kind of book. Um, Third thing I wanted to say is that if you guys have been watching my stories, did I say this in the last episode? I'm sorry, like my memory is so broken. I couldn't even tell you what I did this morning. Um, I mean, I could, but like, you know what I mean. So my mom is in town and... I just wanted to like shout her out for a second even though she doesn't listen to the podcasts because um she gets really confused on the app and she doesn't know how to use it which is fine honestly because most of the episodes I say some like um inappropriate shit so like it's actually all good but I'm just so happy to have her here like it just everything feels right when we are together you know and she's just truly my best my best friend and she is all I have like family wise um I've talked about that before but like I have a minuscule family and sadly a lot of my family has passed away and so yeah she's all I have so um which is like very terrifying I don't want to I don't we're not even gonna get into that conversation because that's something I talk about in therapy because it really scares the living shit out of me but at the same time I'm just so happy that she's here with me and with that said we're gonna get Queen Maria on the podcast because she is oh my gosh she is the most 
beautiful magnetic person and you know I might be biased but like everybody who meets her falls in love with her so we are going to get her on the podcast I'm going to be posting um a question box soon on my stories probably this weekend maybe we'll get drunk and just like do it while we're both drunk we both love our wine you know she likes red I like white um so yeah I'm so excited to record a cute funny ass episode with her so that's the third thing I wanted to say and the last one is also kind of in my feels forgive me but I just really really truthfully wanted to say thank you um because you know just thank you honestly like every single message every single like every single dm every single everything that you guys send me telling me that you enjoyed the episode or that you love the podcast or that something resonated or that this is what you needed to hear or that you're excited for the new episode like I cannot explain to you how much this means to me like at the end of the day I'm literally sitting in my closet recording by myself into a microphone you know and so what makes it special is what I hear from you and what you guys tell me and what you're telling me helps you or what you're telling me you need to hear like that is why I am doing this and that is what I feel called to do um and so it's just like the most fulfilling thing for me when when whenever I get a message that is like oh thank you this is what I needed or like I'm so excited I can't wait or I love you like it just it makes my heart dance okay like it just makes me so fucking happy and I'm just so 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 grateful You guys make it very easy for me to like sit here in my closet and pour my heart out um, because you always show me so much love. So I just never feel like fearful, you know, I feel very fucking I'm getting um, a spam call. Forgive me. Um, So, yeah, sorry. I'm like hella in my feels today, but I Twitter told me that the moon is in Scorpio. So like that is all I need to know. She said intense emotions, you know. Okay, so those are my updates. Thank you guys. Truly. I love you. And, um, yeah, thank you for just making me so happy with this podcast and I'm so happy you guys are enjoying it. And I really am planning so many things for this podcast and have so many beautiful conversations coming up, including the one we're listening to today. So we have Abby back on. Abby is back for round two. If you haven't listened to our first episode together, I highly recommend you listen to it, but listen to this one first. Okay. Like go there later. Um, no, it's such a fucking powerful episode. She is, oh my God, she is so raw and so vulnerable. And that is something that I adore and admire about her so much. So this is another powerful conversation for you. And I just can't wait to hear what you guys think. So I will link Abby. I will link everything in the show notes go give her some love after this episode and please tell me what you thought put it on your story if you're listening i love to see it and i hope you guys have a beautiful day and enjoy the episode hello welcome back to the podcast um if you guys i'm not gonna make you intro yourself because everyone knows i don't like intros um if you guys haven't heard our first episode that we did when was that like a few months uh, ago, it was like, maybe, I want to say. It was like, I was still in Arizona, so it was like, like yeah. at least five, like four or five months ago, yeah. Wow, dude, time flies. Four. Okay, if you guys haven't heard <laughs> that episode that we did, it's honestly, like, in my opinion, it's a must listen. It's such mm-hmm. a raw and super vulnerable podcast, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think everybody should listen to that. So while we were chatting about what we potentially wanted to talk about in this part two... 
which is not a part two of the first one, but just like, you know, round two, I guess. You just mentioned to me how much of a different place you're in now versus mm. when we recorded in whenever we did. I want to check like September or whenever it was. Um, yeah. And so I would I would love to like start with that and just hear a little bit of like mm-hmm. what I don't know, like what are the lessons that you've been learning lately? Why do you feel so different? Like you're you're in a new state. You moved like give us a little <laughs> bit of that. Yeah. So yeah, when we were in, I was in Arizona, um, um, you know, I was in the middle, it was like the, the worser part of the pandemic, you know, of that first year, you know, we got through it and then it was like going through that other part. And I think, you know, listening uh, to be completely honest, I couldn't even listen to myself on your podcast for like three months, like fully, because it was hard. It's a very raw and like a real moment. And, you know, you hear things and I, I think there was a lot that I was going through back then that I was kind of not covering up, but like I was trying to make myself like get through things, you know, like I was trying to like yeah. tell myself cope. that it's going to be okay or yeah. Cope. Yeah. And I, I, I have a hard time like with friendships, you know, I have a hard time just like finding the right people to talk about some of these intense things with. And yeah. so I think that was like a very raw, um, Oh, sorry. That was my little email, but, um, it was a very raw moment for me because, I admitted some things on the podcast that I felt like I couldn't even admit to people around me. So I think it was, I have changed in a sense that first of all, I'm not in Arizona anymore. So (laughs) like out of nowhere, I'm like, I'm moving, I'm moving to back to Oregon where I'm from, um, within like a 48 hour time period. I thought about it for a while, but like, again, this had to do with some, I'm like, I mean, if people don't know, I'm a single mom and I was, you know, my son's dad's in Oregon. So it was like, this was that, that took a toll on me trying to like do this whole co-parenting thing from a different state. And, um, yeah, so I, I yeah, got up and moved, moved back to Portland by, by myself. And so it's just me and my son. And I think that was also huge for me. That was like, I kept telling myself I could never do it. And the person in the podcast, you know, when we talked last was relying on, the depend like depending on my parents and you know to help me with my son and just I was scared I was I was different and so uh, you know there's so many personal things that you know I don't want to like exactly you know call it or things that have happened you know that just like aren't appropriate to talk about what's changed me but in a sense you know when I moved back I immediately filed for custody um that's something I should have done four years ago wow. um yeah and it was the problem with me in this last year is that I've been, I, I was talking to you about this or, um, I, uh, one of my stories, a couple, uh, it was a post in my feed and I was crying, <laughs> not shocking. If you follow me, I, I, I cry a lot, but like it was that post that I did. And it was like, um, in order to move on, I need to like, I, I try to control the future to be in my favor and it causes distress. Yeah. It causes it backla- me to like, yeah. it backfires. Oh yeah. gosh. It like, eats you Mm -hmm. and it's like and instead of being happy I was just like it it was just hurting me more even though I might have had control of the situation like you you're not in a good place and so I think me moving back me filing for custody even up to like yesterday I'm talking like things just happened yesterday that like came out like came from me having to let go of control so I think I feel more vulnerable now than I did in that in the first podcast but that's because I'm being more honest Mm. and like I have I have like I have like looked my problems in the face I have not solved them but like I have 
owned up to it. So I've been like this very emotional, vulnerable, <laughs> but like crying every day. there's so much it's from everything you're saying right now. Like it just sounds like there's a lot more acceptance. Yeah. Um, which, which is huge, right? Like you should be yeah. proud of yourself because even when you said like that you were so scared and you had so much fear, mm-hmm. um, I think something that I also have realized is like, we're always going to be scared where everyone is, you know, everyone's fear, I think mm-hmm. is situational because we're all in different situations in our lives. But yeah, it's almost like I saw this quote the other day and I saved it because I loved it, but it was like, fear can either, oh, fuck, I'm not going to remember it, but like, basically it's, it's, it's accepting that we're always going to be scared of certain things but it's like what are you gonna do with that fear like it's not gonna go away so you might as well like kind of learn to be its friend and just let it push you in certain situations and I it sounds like that's what you did and I mean look at you now right <laughs> it, it you're, you're so true to it. it it I I have a bit I have a very big fear of death and it's been that that's probably been because it sounds kind of random by just saying that but like no. because of that I, I was I'm obsessed with survivor right now survivor <laughs> and this I was watching this last season, this guy named Dave, he's, he was like, it's so funny to associate myself with him because he's this anxious, ridden, like terrified, scrawny, nerdy guy. But I'm like, I relate with you so much. <laughs> and he's, you know, it's so funny. He was like, um, I feared it, it just, I, I broke down crying because I'm okay. I also just got off of my, my IUD. So like my emotions are just like, I'm like hormonal, but he goes, I've been so my whole life, I've been so afraid of death. And in return, that fear turned into being afraid of life. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it like hit me because I'm like, that's exactly true. I'm not, it's more of the fact that I'm afraid of not being able to do certain things or live or be the person I want to be in life before death versus like being scared of death. Yeah. Because Which is inevitable. You know, just, like it, death is inevitable. Exa- ex- exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a silly fear if you're thinking log- logically, you're like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Right. What you're actually afraid is of, of life and not achieving or doing things. And I think that is something that like just weirdly hit me and be you, exactly what you're saying. You can be fe- like you can let fear win or you can find you can accept it. And that is so what, being, you know, you know let's rewind like a few months ago. You you are you you just felt scared and you were trying to control things, which I've been there so many times and it all, for me, it always backfires because, you know, you will very quickly learn that you can't control everything. And something I always say and think is like, you plan and plan and plan, which is kind of like synonymous with controlling and God laughs, right? Because he, uh, you know, like there's just, sometimes there's other things in line for you and that's how I feel and that's how I believe. But or what I believe. Um, so what would you say to somebody who, you know, is in a, is in a position where they're very scared, they want to take a plunge and do something, whatever that something might be, but they feel fragile, they feel vulnerable, they feel scared, like, cause that's, I'm, you know, that's how you were feeling, right? And, and it's not to say that you don't still feel like that now, but it's obviously with, it's obviously in a different point of view. So like, how, what would you say to someone? Like, who's in that position. Uh, Yeah. You know, I think about, I do stay, it took me a long time. I I would like, I sit back and look at my life, my life for the past, you know, you know, since I've had Luca like almost four years ago and be like, Oh, I should have done this. And I should have filed for custody then. Like, it's really easy for other people to put their opinions on that too. Yeah. But I wasn't ready and you're never going to be ready, but like, do not force yourself to do something that you're not like 
ready for it. You know, I think that's important too, because I think so many people from outside perspective can just be like, you just need to like face your fears and go for it. And you know, if you're like me, who has anxiety. It's, it's, it's more than just oh, yeah. like the surface level of a fear. It, no, it you need deep. like so, tools, like you need actual tools. You need tools. It's not that yeah. simple. Yeah. I think that at a time, honestly, for me, I think it was a time where I was just like, something just switched. And I don't know if that's for everyone, but like I had been through it enough. Mm-hmm. Like you were sick of it. To see it. Yeah. I was sick of it. And I mean, honestly, I mean, if I can get way deep into like this whole, you know, custody and thing, there was, I mean, anyone who knows me for the last eight years of my life, I have just, I, I adored my, my ex. I, regardless of how horrible, if you listen to the last podcast, you just know yeah. it, it was horrible. Um, but I was so blind. I, I still, I mean, I, I, I've kind of come to reality. I think this has been for me personally, my struggle has been how much this has taken me down as a person over the last eight years and has dictated every choice I make in my life just because my worth was put into, you know, how I was treated in that relationship. And I think so many things happened that I just finally saw true colors, even though I've seen them the whole time. And I think it just comes with a point of like exhaustion and like, it just clicks, something clicks, whether it's relationship or, you know, situation, but I think when you're fragile in that sense, when you move forward, it's you're gonna feel really like naked and like yeah. vulnerable. But even if you're still scared, it's like you did something you didn't think you could do. And I'm now living on my own, trying to figure out, you know, paying thousands of dollars for a custody thing. I am, you know, trying putting my son in preschool. I'm doing all these things that honestly scare me shitless. But like. I'm doing it. And I'm, I think it's like, you know, in your life at some point, you're going to have to do the things you fear. Yeah. You know, all my fears, I knew I'm going to have, you're fearful of them because you're going to have to do them. Like it's going to come. It's not, it's, or do you never yeah. done it before? And you know what's, yeah. you know what is also helpful is like, and this is something that you, ha- you have probably been doing, but like not realizing that you're doing this is that, mm-hmm. and this can apply to anyone with anything, no matter how big or small, something that is uncomfortable to them, something that they're scared of, whatever it is the more and this is something that my therapist and I talk about with because I'm also very anxious um the more that you do certain things that you are fearful of and the more situations that you put yourself in that you are so uncomfortable to be in that's great but every time you do that and every time you put yourself in one of those situations or every time something happens that you were very scared of remind yourself like literally make a mental note and tell your mind look I did this and I'm alive. Nothing catastrophic happened. I'm here. I'm good. And so every time you do it, you're rewiring your mind and your brain to be like, this is not a danger zone. I don't have to panic. Um, it's not a red flag and I'm okay. And so you kind of build yeah. up this um, this like momentum with yourself and mm-hmm. you will start to also realize like, oh, I can do these things and I'm going to be okay. You know? Yeah, ex- exactly. I, it's so funny you say that. My biggest... Inst- it's still one of my biggest fears. I hate throwing up, right? I hate throwing up. So I wouldn't, I didn't drink to like college because I was so scared of throwing up, yeah. right? Well, when I lived in Arizona, I had like, I had just some, like, I'm not proud of my face, but I'm also proud of it because I got it out. Yeah. But I started throwing up all the time because I was too drunk. And then all of a sudden, I'm not so scared anymore to throw up. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid, I hated throwing up yeah. because I, I wasn't like a, a stomach food kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm on the street, passed out, and once, just once, but like in Arizona, uh, you know, three in the morning, and I'm puking, and it's like, it's true though. It's like, oh, 
at the end of the day, like it's, it's regardless if it's in, I prefer you to find a different approach to <laughs> fight those fears, but it, it is true. Like for it, you don't realize it either. Like you said, it kind of just happens. Like my life in Arizona, when I lived there before my son was like, I could never go back to that life, but that, that year in my time of life and like the season I was going through changed my life for so many of my fears. And I think it happens without realizing it. Even moving back to Arizona, I thought, I think that was hard. I thought I was going to like have that feeling again of like, I was so free here. This was like the place for me. That's, that's what made me go back. I had good friends there, but that was four years ago. And all of a sudden I realized, I mean, I love, so love those people, but everybody's still in the same place. And I have a kid, I'm a different person. And that shook me so hard I didn't and I don't like to be wrong and I felt like I was wrong for moving there and it's like you know you don't want to admit like oh I misjudged everything right. but our egos, I don't regret our it our egos are way yeah. too big yeah 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 I don't don't regret it but like I think you know a lot of people ask me like you were there for what six months and I was but like, like who yeah, cares well. like it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's, it was it, fun. it's like, a decision you made yeah. And when you got there, you reassessed and you realized, you know what, this isn't what I want. And like, that's yeah. no one's business, really. Um, Something I wanted to ask you really quick was, and sorry if this is super personal, but did you, when oh. you say custody, is that full custody? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a process. And it's so not what you see on camera. Um, It's like, what it is, is custody. Yeah. So basically I'm filing for full custody, okay. Um, which I should get, but it, that doesn't necessarily, sole custody means like, you get choices on religion, church, okay. sorry, religion, school, but like parenting time is another part. So I'm filing for sole custody so that I can make those decisions, but he still gets, that doesn't mean he doesn't get like He can't see him, time. basically. Yeah, okay. it's, so, okay. it's, it's so easy in movies. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. It, well, it, when you it, hear that in a movie, it's like I'm filing for custody. It's like then the dad, in my head, it's like the dad will never be able to see, or the mother, you I, know, whatever scenario. It, um, So that's why yeah. I clearly know it's nothing so about confusing. this. It's so confusing. Oh, I've been doing it for three months and I still feel like an idiot. So it's okay. Um, The other thing I wanted to tell you is something that stood out when you were speaking right now is when you said you stuck around longer than you should have in that relationship, which we go so much more into that in the first episode. So if that's something that if you're in a relationship that is not serving you, highly recommend you listen to that episode. Um, But something you said, which I just recently... Dude, sometimes, like, I just, you know, I'm 28, and I feel like there are so... And now I finally fucking understand why people say, like, you know, your 30s are the best years of your life, and I see it because I'm, like, I finally feel like I am who... Like, I finally feel like I'm stepping into who I'm meant to be, and I know that sounds cliche, woo-woo, whatever the fuck you want, but it's true, and it's because you learn so much shit, and you realize so many things, and... I know this is this huge um, dramatic intro for what I'm about to say, but I re- I realized this year, and not through a dramatic experience, not through a crazy situation, it was actually a very normal, healthy, well, I don't know healthy, but like normal situation, <laughs> um, and I realized like how, and I guess I just want to put this out there as a PSA, but how much you like someone... <laughs> Wait, the other way around. How someone treats you matters way more than how much you like them. And that is, like, the hardest fucking shit to, like, digest when you really like someone. Because Because you you excuse excuse things. Exactly. Or you, you you know, 
what what I do and what I'm yeah. working on not doing is like <laughs> I start to look at someone when I do like them which happens like mm-hmm. never but when I do like them um, <laughs> I don't look at them for who they're showing me they are in the moment I mm-hmm. I tend to look at them for the potential that I see and like it could be this and I know it could like I start to just mm-hmm. and that is like the worst thing you can do to yourself not e- yeah. not even to the person but to yourself because yeah you are that that's what I learned which is again this is probably so simple to someone but like I just learned it's... that by doing that and by sticking around in situations which I know is sometimes way more complicated and easier said than done but mm-hmm you're just not valuing yourself. Like you're not valuing yourself whatsoever. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that when you said that, because that's like something that again, maybe people knew this the whole time, but like, I just learned it. And like, Oh, you are, I mean, to speak on that, you're, you're, and it's so funny because even when you say that it like turns on lights for me that I don't even like that I did, like I know but like it just dings something like oh yeah you're totally right like every this more and more like uh like reassurance yeah. on like the way you feel and it it completely like you don't know like it's put a strain on like my family just because I have gone back to something so many times yeah. that it's just obviously not right, right. but it, it's like it's just it's just hard to see it and you're right you know it's like the way you like someone can completely oh change perceptive, perception. You see, receive what they tell you. And it's like, it's mind fuck. I mean, yeah. it, it truly is. And I feel, and I, I, I want to touch, say one thing to you. You know, I think with my, you know, the last episode and who I am now, you know, I am not perfect. And, you know, there's some stuff that's happened in the last six months, you know, just like that made it so hard for me to let go. And I made decisions that, you know, like I, like the good Abby probably wouldn't have done. And, you know, it, I don't want to sit here and be like, it's so easy. Or you're just like, I, I'm this powerful person who's overcome this with such grace. And, you know, like, it, I'm, I'm not. Like, I, I, it's everyone has emotions. And I think that's helpful for me because it's regardless of that he, like, the, the toxic person or whatever the, in that situation, they, of course, they are to blame. But I think it's, I do think it's important to, like, not take blame, but, like, look at, because even at the end of the day, if I was in a perfect relationship, would I still act the same way I did? And if I wouldn't, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like there are things I can change too moving oh, forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Accountability. And, I mean, you're, you're, it, you're talking yeah. about taking accountability too. And it's like in any situation, and I fully agree with you, like in any situation, mm-hmm. even if you are not the one at fault primarily, or if, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much more blame on the other person there's always yeah. something that you can learn. There's always some shit you can improve on. There's always something that mm-hmm. you can, like, conclude from something and be like, well, you know what? Next time, I'm not going to react that way or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Yeah. And to answer what you were saying at the beginning, like, I don't I don't think anyone listening to this, and, I mean, I'm the, I'm the only one listening to this right now, um, <laughs> it's not coming across as you being like, I have my shit together. Like, <laughs> I am never making a mistake again. Like, that's not the way it's coming across. And also, like... It's not me, yeah. Show me someone who's perfect when you were like, I'm not perfect. Like, show me someone, please. Like, I would, like, please. No. And the other thing that you said, which, again, I'm like, ugh, like, one of the last guys I was talking to kind of made me feel like a fool for um, showing my feelings. And I, you know, that sucked for me because I'll tell you why. I don't show my feelings with men. Um, and almost, and up till very recently, which is something we've been working on in therapy, 
up till very recently, I am learning to be more vulnerable and I am learning to like truly tell people what I feel and what I don't feel. And I just want to set a disclaimer here because, and again, one of the other last guys I was talking to said this to me too, because I said to him, like, it's crazy. Like I put myself out there online and like, I share so much on these podcast episodes and I feel like I'm super, I feel like I'm pretty open and vulnerable and I really, really try to be. But at the same time, like, I have this weird ability to, like, make people feel like they know me, but there's, like, so much that isn't shown. Do you get what I'm saying? And I don't want people to think I'm, like, hiding a life or something. That's not it. But it's, like, there's just so much that I suppress because I am so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sharing feelings. And so that's... And I don't want to be like that because I love when people show me their feelings. I love when people are emotional. I don't think... I hate the term too much. I hate the term, you know, sensitive, emotional. What the fuck is wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a human and I have feelings and I, and if I'm sensitive, like, what's wrong with that? Like, you're, you're like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I hate that it's been looked at as like, you're a girl because you're, fuck you. Like, I'm over it, honestly. And so with this guy, like, I, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm really not whatsoever. I hate I just can't do it, right? Um, (laughs) And, like, I'm a sassy bitch, but it's all talk. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all talk. There's no (laughs) action whatsoever. Like, none. And with this guy, one day I was expressing how I felt, and I was, I started crying because, like, I just got so nervous, and I was nervous, and and I was just, you know, like, I I can't help it. And I, and he made me feel so stupid because it was like, what's wrong, you know? And I'm just like, bro, like, and the old me, would have taken that situation and been like, fuck that, fuck men, I'm never opening up again, I'm never showing my feelings again, I'm never doing, and I am not letting myself do that, because it has taken me a while, but I have realized, like, if someone's gonna like me, if someone's gonna value me, they're gonna value me crying, they're gonna value me being yes. feeling like I'm sensitive, they're gonna value my sensitivity, yeah. they're gonna value my feelings, and so what, you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck you, goodbye. Yeah, you... It is so fun. I mean, that was, that was exactly my experience. And like in life, I am the exact same same way. I've been told, you know, you're too much. You're over, like you're dramatic. And when you're saying this, it took me back to a moment in Arizona when my son's dad came. And like I said, we, he came and stayed with us, or I don't know if I said that, but yeah, he came and stayed with us twice. And he, we were sitting there watching America's Got Talent and okay, fine. Like I, I am an empath. I feel things tremendously. Like Oh, if I see an old man sitting alone at a lunch table or a diner by himself and I lose it. And (laughs) there's this like really emotional story on America's Got Talent, like emotional. I was like starting to tear up and my ex was like, like, you're freaking weird. Like why? Like he like attacked, but I didn't see it in the moment. And like, he was like attacking me for, not attacking me, but like judging me, like no emotion on his side. He's like, why are you crying? That's like kind of stupid. And my mom confronted me later about it. And she's like, you know, it was kind of rude. Like, he was like, he, he got mad at you for having feelings. feelings. It was yeah. just, it was so, it was like, nar- it was like, nar- it was just like, not, those people will never be our people. They will never be able to be our I people. I just think like, I just think I want anyone who's listening to never feel bad about their feelings and mm-hmm. having Mm-mm. feelings and being sensitive like that is a beautiful thing and I'm sorry if someone made you feel like you were too much because you shared your feelings like that is so fucked up to me because if someone is sharing feelings with me like I feel honored like I feel honored because that meant you felt safe enough 
to come to me with that. And that's how I'm like, how don't, why don't people like feel that way? Like if someone came to me crying, like that shit breaks my heart, like for any reason. Right. And so I'm not expecting you to be on my same level. I'm not expecting you to sit here and cry with me over the guy who was sitting alone at the diner. Like I'm not expecting that, but it doesn't give you the right to like make me feel bad about the way that I am. It's just, I don't know. It's just messed up that feelings and emotions are seen as something negative when it's like, we're literally humans. Like, do you want me to be a robot? And just like, not, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So if someone doesn't respect your feelings or get your feelings, they're not, they're not for you, period. Like that's it. There's going to be someone out there who is going to know how to respond and react and value your feelings and I think we just need to hold out for those people you know yeah yeah oh yeah I I you know I it's funny you say that and I I not funny but like I think about okay I have my sister and her husband who are like you asked earlier like do you know a perfect person and I could be like yeah my brother-in-law because he's like the walking epitome of just kindness compassion like and he is a good person and you know I see all these relationships right and I see people you, know, you get married or whatever and they just or or you know I don't think everyone should go get a divorce but I think you should start before there and just look at the fact of like it shouldn't have to be that hard it sh- it just shouldn't there will be hardships for sure but um if it's you know I've seen things work out and whatever but I'm just like it shouldn't you shouldn't have to ever change a thing about yourself in a relationship that's going to work and I think I have tried so hard and it just you just, just going in, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I, just, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I think, I think ultimately like relationships in any capacity, friendships, platonic, romantic, in any capacity are Anything. work. Like they are work. Yes. You have to put time into them. You have to put energy into mm-hmm. them. Of course. Right. But yeah, the friendships and the relationships that you have in your life should add to your life. Like, add, and when I say add, I mean add good things. Like, they should add happiness to your life. They should make you happy. They should challenge you. They should push you. They should care about you. Like, celebrate you. All of these things, right? And and I agree with you. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. I'm not saying relationships aren't hard, right? But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like this, like thing where you feel like every day it's, you know you have to like bend over backwards to make it even somewhat decent. Like that's where I'm like, when something is that forced and when something doesn't feel as natural, like I just don't think that it's for you. And when it's taking away, when it's affecting your growth yeah. as a person, but the thing is to, like, people have to... are scared to be alone. <laughs> this is my, this is literally like, I, I would go to bed thinking about like, like my life without, you know, not being in that relationship, but not being able to leave that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it is completely like the fear of being alone. And that's, uh, I just, it makes me sad seeing people in places that like, you know, I have, like, I know people who are in relationships that I'm just like, why it's so easy to say that though. And be like, well, you've told me this for eight years. So, I mean, I get it, but like, it it makes you have this greater appreciation. And I think another thing to follow with this is just like, and I, I think I bring this into the social media world too, which has been really hard for me. Throughout this, at the end of the day, you know, like, you're not going to, some relations aren't, aren't going to work with people, and not everybody's going to like you, and it's something that I think is a, a lot of people who stay in relationships, they don't like the fact that, like, you know, you want, you want people to like you, you don't, it's really, for me, it was really hard to think, like, why don't you like well, me? Well, it's like, our ego. My, it's my, literally it is. our ego. Yeah. yeah, and my, my, my ex now, I, from my understanding, is that, the, like, this, he cheated on me with this girl, right, 
And he is now living, I think she's living with him in, in try because, okay, if anyone didn't know, my ex now, ugh, it's a whole shit show, shit show. Basically, and you can cut this out too if I need to, but no, no. Just, for a backstory, like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of twists and turns of bad mistakes on everybody's part, my part, his parts, other people's parts, but... You know, he, when I moved back to Oregon, I thought he was going to move to Portland to help, like, should I, should I smile? Should I smile? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, so when I moved back to Portland, I thought, he's, like, five hours away in a city in his hometown. I thought he was going to, I did it because I thought, you know, I, I want to, I don't want to take Luca away from you. I'm trying to give you this opportunity, right? So then he decides to move four hours the other way to another state for a job. Um, and that was really hard. That's like what we're going through right now. And like it, he is now from my understanding, and this is what he's kind of said is that now the girl that, you know, he cheated on me with, they are now moving to try, try cities together from what I, from my understanding, I'm not sure if that's hundred percent true, but y'all don't know how freaking hard it is to have to understand that like my son is going to be around a girl, you know, that I have. Oh, you, this, and that, and the whole part of control, like, I literally just kind of started shaking because the whole part of, like, my issues for these last six months was trying to control that situation. Mm-hmm. And in, and in my heart, I knew it's wrong. I cannot, I, I don't, and in return, it, it fucked up my custody case because I was letting emotions get ahead of, like, my child. And, you know, I think this is, you know, hey, we can get back in this in, like, a year and see if I am in you know, this like co-parenting like kind of situation. But like, I have got to come to grips in terms of the fact that my son will be raised with, you know, another woman or whoever my ex decides to date. It sucks that it's a person that caused my relationship to like not be great. Um, But it's like, what do you, I, I have to let that go. And I don't, I mean, I'm not sure who is in that same situation, but that control, oh my goodness, it just, it was so hard for me to be like, you know, I don't want to hear my son come home and say her name. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to. Well, this is also like oh. a very, you know, a sticky ass situation because like, I, you know, it's like if you started dating a great guy and, and he was like, oh, like, I don't want my son to be around another dude. That's not me. Right. So it's like, we can look at it both ways, but the difference is she has this like very big role in the past. And so I, you know, I commend you because like that, it sounds very hard to just like even think about and deal with. But like you said, it's like, we have to kind of, we have to kind of think about, is it, can I control this? Like, is there anything about this that I can fix? Is there anything about this that I can do? And if the answer is no, then it's like, it deserves freedom from your mind. And that is so much easier said than done because how the fuck are you not going to think about that? But, but I think what you have to remind yourself is just, like, I'm literally doing everything in my power to, like, deal with this. And, and after that, like, I, I can't. Like, there's nothing that you can yeah. actually do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's where I've been. And that's kind of this revelation I've had. Like, you know, I decided, like, with this whole custody thing, like, I kind of, like, I didn't give in. But, like, it was getting dragged out so far and just, it was just screwing me over from, and I'm just like, what, God, what am I doing wrong? I, I thought I did everything right, you know, and it just kind of, I felt like it backfired on me. So I was like, you know what, 
fine. You can have a couple weekends in Tri-Cities. Like, that was a hard part for me to, like, let go. Yeah. One, for my son, because I think driving a child for eight hours in a car is just ridiculous yeah. for a weekend time. Yeah, that is But, you know, I think it, it is a lot. But I think, you know, I had to look at it from, like, a non-emotional perspective and you look long term. You got I mean, what battle is worth fighting right now? What am I going to win? Yeah. And I do I want to spend the money to to I don't know, you know, it it goes just so much more than just in the custody thing. It, it's just life in general sure. and I feel I feel better doing this because I think when he like I said, you know, when you have those little like think of like little rubber bands on like these balloons and you're just trying so hard to like keep it tight so that it doesn't explode because when it explodes you lose that control and I feel like I have all these balloons like in my mind trying to like and you're just all of a sudden one's about to explode so you have to run to that one and this one and you just feel so uneasy even if everything's quote-unquote like going the way you want it to it doesn't mean like inside that your hand like that it's like beneficial to you so I think your emotions uh, but it doesn't it's not bad being an emotional person but it's really important to be able to distinguish like Am I thinking emotionally or am I thinking logically? Totally. And oh my gosh. Totally. Right yeah. And and also <laughs> it's like yeah, there's nothing wrong with having having emotions. I mean, hopefully everyone who's listening has emotions because that means you're alive. Yeah. Um, not, not <laughs> but I think it's more so just learning to. I don't want to say control your emotions, but I think it's learning navigate learning how to right love that like learning how to navigate yeah. your emotions and learning. Also, something that I think about, and maybe this is just me being, like, a selfish bitch. I don't know. But, like, I don't think everyone deserves all of you. And that is something that I have to, like, had to, like, realize because I'm the first person to, like, that's a weird thing about me. And I hope this doesn't, like, scare people off. But, like, I can open up very easily if I feel safe and comfortable. And I... I'm sorry. I'm, like, tooting my own horn today. But I have this... I have this ability with people to just... A lot of people tell me that I they feel safe with me, like, very fast. And that is something that I just love that I can do that with people. Like, I love that I can make someone feel comfortable. And I have this ability to, like, almost crack anyone. Like, I can really just make anyone my friend and, like, make anyone feel safe and comfortable. And I love that. I, I swear I think it's, like, a gift. Like, I'm not even kidding. But... I also sometimes just tend to act on my emotions too fast, like when I get excited or when I like someone or when there's someone new in my life, like I just want to open up my heart and tell them everything and like share everything. And, you know, it's taken me a while and a few shitty situations to realize like not everyone deserves all of you. Not everyone deserves all of your story. Not everyone deserves all of your emotions. And so I think it's just learning and this happens with time and with growing up, I think truly um, that you learn like who deserves your time, who deserves your energy, who deserves your emotions, who deserves your story, like, who deserves to hear your story, like, have you seen that meme that is, like, I wish I could, like, erase myself from, like, some people's memories and be, like, you don't deserve to know me, bitch, like, you don't deserve (laughs) to know me. (laughs) Oh, I feel that on such a strong level, and I think it's, like, it's, it's, like, giving, because you're, it's all about growing, I think, I constantly, I was having this revelation a few days ago, just, like, you know, I judge, I judge people, or I judge guys on dating apps and I'm like, okay, hold the phone. Because if I want to be real and honest, if I were to look at my last eight years, my last 10 years, I mean, I've grown and I'm not the same person, yeah, but like, who is? I, think, I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully who is? you're growing. Oh yeah. I, right. And it's like, you know, I, I, I had it rough. I not, I didn't have it rough, but I made it rough, um, on myself, like in my twenties and I did dumb things, but I think, you know, just you're, you don't have 
when we're younger, you just want to give it to all someone, like give you your everything yeah. to someone because you think you think it's that easy. And I did. I really did. I thought this was, oh, if I, if I completely open up and I'm vulnerable right now, like you want me. And I think honestly, for the right person, it might, it just might work. Yeah. But I think you need to, you need, because you're not, in my perspective, per, opinion or experience, like I wasn't respecting myself. Yeah. And even if I thought I was giving them everything, I was losing like things that like I valued my worth and things like, just like things that let's talk about, just, let's talk about self-worth. Let's talk about how yes. you are. Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that subject because it's also like something yeah. I'm working on too. And it's, I would just mm-hmm. love to hear like, how do you, how have you, how have you built your self-worth back up after placing so much of it in your last relationship because I know that's something we talked about in the last episode yeah I think with time time has definitely healed a lot like just removing yourself from a situation I used to always want to talk on the phone about things even with Cussie when we went together and every time I went I took a step backwards Mm. and that affected just you get off the phone and you feel like a shitty person you're like you don't feel good about yourself so I think with that just time in general and space, like yes. physical space yes. is so important. Like custody's hard. Doing this with someone else for the rest of your life is hard, but there's ways to separate yourself from mm-hmm. it if you need to. Mm-hmm. But I think I think, you know, I still struggle like body wise and I know it's so that's a whole nother topic, you know, because I'm not I, I'm I'm six feet and I'm you know a different I struggle in different ways than other people and that makes that doesn't mean one's not relevant. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know, there's things that you're going to remember. I have a great memory of, of words he said to me about things I do or the way I look or the way I act. And they echo. They echo in your mind when you get into, like, dark places. Yeah. I, every time it happens, I just, I just say it out loud. And I'm like, I, I'm not too much. Or you criticize the way I eat, ate one time in the car that I vividly remember this moment. And it's like, I don't eat weird. Like I, I close my mouth. Like you kind of just have to, or put stickers on your window reminders, or your mirror. Reminders. Remind yeah. yourself. I can't, t- I mean, I can't tell you that it's, I'm still not in a great place, but for me, I think one of the biggest things is I talk too much. I'm too much. I'm, I, I'm too emotional. No, I have that, those a lot are the of things energy. he said to you. Exactly. And I, they, they made me feel like that was what made my relationship ships I guess you know like crumble and I have to I just tell myself if I know it's not about another person but to start off you know I think someone's going to love that about you think about people in your life who do love you they do love those things about you they were sad to see you in that relationship lose those qualities because you were so lost in that relationship like they missed the version of you that was good and you thought you were becoming better for that person who wanted to fix you or change all these things about you. I think that was big for me because my my family, everyone missed me. They're like, you're not the same person. You're not the Abby that you were. And like I you was adjusted. Not. Like, like you totally adjusted yeah, to what he wanted. I, yeah, I, tra- I tried to change my med- medication. I tried everything to change who I was. It makes me so sad just because I know that there's people out there that have done this. And I think we've all, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think... I mean, yeah. I, I for sure have have in the past been like, okay, I'm going to do more of this because I know he might like that. Or I'm going to try this because maybe he'll like yeah. me more if I do this. I'm going to try. And it's all like, it's all this fucking game. And a lot of it is society. A lot of it is, it is just, it's so much, right? There's so much noise within that. But one thing I want to say about what you were saying of like, 
you know, he was telling you or the things that he would say to you that you talk too much, you're this or that, whatever. And I think it's, it takes time to get rid of the noise that is ingrained from a past situation, you know, like you were with him for what, eight years? Like that's not going to go away in five months, right? So it's like an everyday thing. And that's why I just, I have so much respect for you and I admire you so much because I don't think people realize how hard, and I've never been in a situation like that, but I don't think people realize how hard, like if they listen to the last episode, then they know a little bit, just even a little bit of what you went through. And it's like, dude, that, that shit is not easy all the, like, sim- while you're simultaneously raising someone and trying to make them, like, a, uh, fuck, like, that, I just, I have so much respect for you, and I just want you to know that, um, but also, I think something that, you know, you should think about, and I've been thinking about, too, is just, like, what is, what's the narrative that we tell ourselves about who we are? Like, who do you, who do you tell yourself you are? Like, who, I was thinking about that because I was reading, I don't remember what the book was called, but I was reading, um, this, like, poetry book, and one of the, and he had little, like, little poems and little questions, and I actually love it. I need to, yeah. I need to remember what the, what the, oh, I, yeah, I what the name is. is. Yeah. yeah. But, so one of the questions was, who are you telling yourself you are? You know, because yeah. we all tell ourselves, like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at this. And it's it's crazy. We don't realize, like, how powerful those words are because that's what you believe. Like, what you're saying you can't do and what you're saying your limitations are, like, that's what you're going to believe because that's what you're saying is it's true. Just how, just, you know, it's it's if we think about it backwards, it's just how affirmations work. If you're saying you're, you're capable, if you're saying you're worthy of love, if you're saying that you're going to have a beautiful day, like, you are 10 times more likely to fulfill all those things than you are not to, right? So it's like what is the narrative and this is for anyone listening like who are you telling yourself that you are what is the story that you're writing for yourself what is the narrative of yourself that you have in your mind and I hope that yours isn't that you talk too much and that you're too much and that you eat weird because like you are a million other things than that and those aren't even true and you talk too much tell me one fucking person who doesn't I'm sorry like (laughs) that is not why is that a bad thing like I'm gonna light up the room I'm gonna be the funnest fucking person in the room like you're welcome like you know yeah anyway I just you're so much more than those things and I just hope that you realize that and I know it takes time right yeah oh yeah time has been I mean everything you said is so true and it it is I think my constant battle daily in life is like what is what is my narrative like what am I do like who am I there's not one answer which is so cool there is there's not one answer and I think it will always change right and that's good I think it's good because if we're not changing then we're staying the same person we were 10 years ago you know and it's important like my narrative the, the path I was on like I, I feel, I feel good, like, moving forward. Um, I, I feel so raw and scared and, like, that's vulnerable. Good, that I feel like that's the best position. Yeah, exactly, because I'm not hiding behind anything right. anymore. I've, I've done something with the custody thing that I, nobody probably thought I would do. And I think, you know, moving forward, it's just about, it truly about, like, not letting anybody else's perception affect how I view myself or their opinions or reactions because exactly because right now you know like I have a my group is small and I I think that's good for me right now because you know I'm looking to build a relationship whether it's in a church or you know I'm moving to this really cute community community and certain relationships pull me back certain relationships take me to a different place and I think it's great to have a lot but I feel like right now I'm in this place where I really need to work on myself and obviously that comes from friendships but 
I want the person, like, I want to be a better person. I feel that, like, I can be better. And there's so much that I I want to work on with myself. But a lot of that, and before I, like, build big relationships or get into a relationship, like, I know I'm not going to be the best person I could be in that relationship right now. Like, I, I'm on dating websites. Like, I try. But, like, I don't know. You got to think about it. Don't throw it. I've watched my friends, you know, go throw themselves out there after, like, a really long relationship. And it hurts more because yeah. then it's, it's, it just, it's, you're not ready. No, and I think that's, I, I think there's something to say about taking time for yourself. Right. And I think there's something yeah. to say about, um, not feeling like you're the best version of yourself in this current moment. And I, I mean, I yeah. have days when I don't feel like I'm acting the best version of myself and then the next day I feel good. Right. So it just, life is fucking crazy. But I also want to say, um, I love like how self-aware you are about that because so many people would just be like, I don't care. I'm a mess and I'm going to go drag someone through the mud with me. And that's not fair to anyone. And I also just, I like for a long time in my life, I hid from dating relationships, whatever, just because I was like, I just, I, I know that I'm a mess. Like I know that I'm a mess, but also something beautiful is that I think I'm always going to be a mess. Um, and I think right now I'm, I'm allowing myself, I'm not like looking for anything, but I am allowing myself to work on the mess that I am. And simultaneously, I'm also allowing myself to like put myself out there um, and date and like have fun. And and I think that's something I was very scared to do for a very long time, you know? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm in, I'm, I feel like I'm there. Like I'm not hung up on the last, I, I, you know, it still is hard, but like, I'm not, I feel like I'm in a place where you know, it's just about, I am so, like, if they're not going to put in the time in the first three sentences and I meet someone on a dating app, like, example, the, the, I match with this guy named Joe. Okay. Joe, so, I match with Joe, right? He, or I, I asked him his favorite board game, whatever. We have this conversation. And then, so then I'm like, do you want to, like, he, he didn't continue the conversation. And I'm just, I don't have time to start a conversation. Like I spent my whole life texting, you know, like on and off in a relationship where someone never initiates, like it's always me and I'm just over that. So, you know, I was like, do you, do you want to go get coffee? He goes, yeah, I'd love that. No, goodbye, Joe. I'm not going goodbye, to Joe. for free. Like, no, exactly. I'm like, no coffee. No, you were not like, no coffee for Joe. So it's just, yeah, but five years ago, I would have been like, fine, like what time? Yeah, no. Like, something wrong no. with that, but like, no. I, my energy is like, if you want to come sweep me off my feet and like, Listen, show me a real man. Let me like- tell you the simplest fucking thing. And it's also a lesson that I mm-hmm. have learned is that if someone wants to do something, they will. I was going to, I know we were talking about self-worth, but um, I want to end on a beautiful note. And I want to hear, I want to hear you, you hype yourself up. So I want you to tell me three things that you love and admire about yourself and they can be physical they can be non-physical they can be anything and I want everyone who's listening to do the exact same shit and I don't want you to just tell me I love my humor I want you to tell me I love my humor because I can pull myself out of shitty situations because I make myself laugh like I want specifics okay um I love you know I really do love like that I am my empathy and the, the, um, the emotional outside of myself because, yes. you know, it, it can, you know, it can have everything we have in life has pros and cons, you know, everything that we are, someone's going to like, someone's not going to like, but I like that about myself because I feel like it makes me more real. And regardless if I, 
you know, or cry about something or, you know, it's because I feel, and that's just how it is. Like you don't have to justify your feelings. It just, to me, it just makes my heart a little bit bigger. So I, I love that about myself. Yes. Um, I love, oh gosh, I'm freaking out. No, <laughs> um, I love, wow. I need to do this more apparently. <laughs> um, I like my, I feel like I, I like the, my ability. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is about myself, but I feel like I, I can put, others first. And I think that I, I like mm. that about myself. One thing I like to work on though, is also putting myself first more, but I, I think that yes. Yes. it finding a good balance, but I do love that. I, I always, I reach out to people. I check in on people. I mean, it's a part of the empath, empathetic side of me, but like, I like totally. yeah. doing that. And I, I want to be better. That's something for me to tell myself. Like I want to make more friends. I want to put myself out there more and share that part of me with other people because you know it's hard when you're 27 28 and you your your friend group is not the same you know it's hard to make friends like when we're 20 years old yeah so that's definitely something I want to expand more um and then the the last thing I love uh, I See, I, I hate that this it, is, like, uncomfortable for us because this yeah, should be easy. easy. This shouldn't feel weird, yeah, right? Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I, I love, you know, I think that I need to get more comfortable with, like, because I think, again, I love my face. This sounds weird, but, like, when you stare at yourself on the no, camera all day, doesn't. you know, I can look myself and I'm like, I think I'm really pretty, but I don't think other people think that about me. Or like, I don't, I'm not conceited, but like, I think I look good in a TikTok or something. And then, you know, but then you look at other people on TikTok, they're just flawless. So it's like, I, I do love features about myself. And I, my goal for me is mm-hmm. to like, stop letting what other people look like, change how I feel I look like about, like what I think about myself. Well, it's just, it's, it's so simple, right? Yeah. It's like, you're beautiful, but that doesn't mean I'm not beautiful and vice versa. Right. It's like, and that's why is that so hard for us to like think about? And I think it's, I mean, that's a whole conversation. Yeah. Um, and, and just, I think women in general have been pitted against each other for so long, which is so stupid because there's no need for it to be a competition. I think there's like, there's so many kinds of beautiful and it would be so fucking boring and the world would be so boring if we all just like looked the same and, but but that's also hard, right? Because for so many years, only one certain body type, only one certain, you know, type of person was portrayed as the epitome of beauty on magazines and everywhere. And so how are you not going to look at that and be like, well, I don't look like that. So clearly that that means that I'm not beautiful. But it's like, I'm so glad that there's this new wave of like, even on TikTok, like yeah. I fucking love that there's so that there's we see everything now and that's how it should be because there is not one type of beautiful and just because you're beautiful doesn't mean I'm not beautiful and vice versa and that's something that I think we all need to remember Mm -hmm. um is that you don't have to be beautiful like her you can be beautiful just like you and I know that's so cliche but it's so true yeah like it's so true oh and right and on that note too just like you know something I struggle with just last he's like I'm I if you look at me on paper or look at my weight or look at whatever, I, I do fit in a category of, of average, I guess. You know, I, I'm pretty average for my, my size. I'm tall. I can look skinny or whatever. And then I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I think 
sometimes I belittle my, my body, um, the way I view myself because I feel like I fit in this mode. Like everyone kind of kept it. It's like, don't worry. Like at least you're this or at least you're that, but it, mm. it shouldn't, I think. And that's a, such a touchy thing because, you know, I've grown up with my sister. We yeah. are the opposite. She's five, eight. She's got bigger hips. She's thicker than me. I was this tall twig as a kid, no boobs, no butt, nothing like, and I almost felt like, and still sometimes like I have to, I, it's like my struggles are not relevant but I just think everyone, like, it's okay to feel the way you feel. Like, there is no one mold. So yes. it's just, and I think a lot of people, have, you know, yes. don't feel like you can't struggle because you might, but other perception of people might think you're a norm because that, that doesn't know what you're going on inside your mind. Like, my stretch marks, I've gained weight, you know. I And that goes with everything, right? Exactly, yeah. That goes, that goes with everything. Yeah. Like, you don't know what someone feels. You don't know what someone likes about themselves, doesn't like about themselves. You don't know what someone's been told about themselves. No matter your objective opinion um, doesn't dictate how a person feels, right? Like, I could think, you know, it's like when you, one of your friends tells you, like, oh, I just, I don't feel good about myself. I feel so ugly. And in my head, I'm like, I think you're so beautiful. Like, I don't know what to tell you, right? Like, it's just, it's 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 a touch, it's a, it's a touchy subject. But I love that we ended up with you hyping yourself up, and I want you to do that more often, and I want everyone who's listening to do I know, that. I know, I need to. And lastly, I just want to say, I love, I could talk to you forever, truly. Um, I know, And <laughs> I wish we lived closer. Um, but I know, thank right, you so much for coming back on. I know, I know. Um, thank you so much for coming back yes. and sharing more of your beautiful, raw magic. I loved it, and I hope everybody... Everybody needed to hear something in here, you know? Yes, I know. Yeah. And thank you for having me. I adore you. And I think your podcast is amazing. And I love the vulnerability and just like how you just, you take other people and you like use them and let them use their voice. And I think that's incredible. So thank you. Well, love you. Have a beautiful day. Love you too. You too. Hype yourself up more often. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.